0: To the Prepared Mindset Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Austin, and, you know, we're we're not the only podcast out there. That's not, that's not anything that's lost on me, and uh, it's it's kind of funny, but I, I have a friend, lives about 30 minutes from me, maybe probably closer to 20, honestly, if uh, traffic doesn't suck, uh, and he also runs a podcast, <laughs> so we decided tonight we were going to get together, and we uh uh Tyler and I sat down, and we recorded, and uh <clears throat> it was pretty awesome actually. Uh Tyler actually runs the Longhouse podcast, which some of you guys may also listen to. And if you don't, I, I encourage you to go check it out. Uh he has a different perspective on how to run a podcast on the things he wants to talk about. Um, you know, it's just different. It's different from what we do and uh not no better, no worse, just different. But super cool guy. And they they talk about some very legit stuff there. Um, he's a Marine. He has a lot more knowledge on a lot of different things than I do. But at any rate, he uh, he joined me. We got together. We recorded. Uh, we actually went almost two hours. It's pretty cool. Uh, and I think uh, I think you guys are really gonna dig it. Um, we talked a lot about just podcasting in general and some of the struggles because that's you know questions that that I get pretty regularly uh, from from people you know, friends, family, whatever that, just, Oh, you started a podcast. What led you to that? Or, you know, uh, I had somebody just t- honestly, swear to God, uh, I had a friend reach out to me this afternoon, and ask me, you know, how's the podcast going? How much did it, you know, it cost you to get into that and get started up and, and that whole story and everything. So we get it a lot and we talk, uh, you know, share our experiences and, and kind of what led us to, to doing the things that we're doing and how we've each gotten to the, the separate points that we're at. So, uh, kind of a, a really neat compare and contrast for the first, uh, little bit there. And then we talked, we talked a lot about communications. Uh, and then we talk a lot about the, you know, the, the two, a community, uh, you know, we're both pretty active on social media, uh, in different ways. So lots to share and lots to talk about. It was really cool. Uh, definitely going to try it and, and have Tyler back and, uh, interact more with him and, you know, and, and obviously being so close together, uh, you know, connecting for, for training and doing all that good stuff. And, uh, one of the big things that we talk about a lot in this, in this space is building your network and building a team w- close to home. Like it's cool. He has a network of guys that drive six, seven, eight hours to come up and, and do training stuff, uh, you know, every other month or something like that. And, and that's great. But if something were to to, to actually go go wrong, something that actually happened. You, you want ideally to have a team of people around you, a network of people around you that are like-minded enough and trained enough, uh, in similar fashions that you can all come together and be, and be effective together. Um, and there was, there was a post, uh, Josh Lowry from TRX arms. Uh, a lot of you guys have probably even commented on that several months ago, like, Hey, where are you at? Let's use this, this thread or or post or comment section, whatever, to try and connect some people. And, you know, hey, if you see a, a, a municipality or a city that's close to where you're at, you know, here you go. And I Tyler and, and I connected that way. And so it was really kind of uh, an interesting set of uh, circumstances. We ran into each other and didn't really realize it at a local gun shop uh, where I was looking for, I think, a, a, an AR-15 pistol grip. And he was, uh, I think maybe he had like a seized barrel nut or something. He was bringing his upper in for them to, to do just a like literally a 15-minute job on just to break the nut loose so he could take care of it. Um, you know, get together for, for drinks a couple times and talk, some, talk about uh, some shop and everything. But uh, at any rate, really, really cool conversation. I'm excited to get you guys over to it in just a moment here. First, as always, I have to say thank you to our sponsor, this is a sponsored podcast, and the folks over at Eclipholsters.com take incredible care of us. Uh, we, we love working with Eclipse. Jessner team do outstanding work. I say that every time I talk about them, and it is always true. I've never had a bad experience with them as a consumer or as a, as a partner in the industry space, um, especially, you know, there's so many companies out there. There's so many companies doing holsters and doing them well. You know, the question I get from people is, why switch? what makes a difference. Like, well, for one, you know, use my discount code prepared mindset. It's all one word. I'm going to save you 20% off. So you're actually going to spend less money than you might have with this other company, right? But here's here's what sets them apart. A, you order a holster, a mag carrier, you know, whatever it is. You place an order, 3 business days or less, that order is out the door in the mail on its way to you. Guaranteed. That is their guarantee. Okay? And they have a lifetime guarantee. And a satisfaction guarantee. So, you know, when we were consumers prior to me launching this podcast, prior to to any of this, bought my wife a holster. Three weeks later, she ordered a Glock, so that holster for her Springfield wouldn't work. They took the old one back, no questions asked, and they just asked, Hey, do you want it in the same the same kydex pattern? They were absolutely awesome. And the holsters are great. I have carried with the same, you know, Eclipse serious holster for the last six and a half months. No problems. It's not wearing out anywhere. No signs of cracking. No signs of of any issues of any variety. Uh I've been using the same mag carrier, honestly. Um, I used it for six months, took uh switched over to something else for six months. So and now I'm back to it for another six or so. So this mag this mag carrier is you know, it's about uh a a year's worth of solid use and no problems whatsoever. You know, again, our discount code prepared mindset, that's all one word. It's gonna save you 20% off your order. Guys, if you spend over 100 bucks, it's going to upgrade you to free FedEx two-day shipping. And if you don't see what you like or want, need, shoot Justin or team an email. Chances are they'll be able to take care of you. Um, and if they can't, they have enough friends in the industry that they can make a good recommendation to somebody that's going to be able to get you a quality holster. Because that's what really matters here, right? You should be able to carry confidently and safely you know, and, and not have to worry about it. All right. Don't, don't carry in one of those crappy nylon holsters or something with a, you know, a generic one size fits all plastic injection molded piece of crap or something like don't carry with a crappy holster guys. It's, you need it to be retained. You need it to be comfortable and you need it to be deployable when you need it. All right. Head over to EclipseHolsters.com, Let Jess and her team take care of you today. And also got to point out that we do have a Patreon page. It is live, it is active, and we would really appreciate your guys' support. You know, we got some cool stuff on there. Um, Right now, all of our targets and things that that I've put together, those are all free and downloadable to the public. You don't have to be a patron. Head over to patreon.com forward slash prepared underscore mindset underscore pod. There's our cold start drill. There's a couple, there's a dry fire target that you can print out that's at a one third scale. It's A and C zone, uh, you know, only. So you can, you know, print that out, tape that up to the wall or cut it out and, you know, tape it up, whatever you got to do. If you're looking for some, uh, some dry fire target options there, you can go ahead and take care of that. There's videos, there's exclusive audio content, uh, exclusive photos, blogs, articles, whatever, all that stuff available through our Patreon. You guys can sign up today again, patreon.com forward slash prepared underscore mindset underscore pod. And that's going to help us, uh, offset some of the costs you know, that we incur month to month, uh, creating the podcast here and, uh, also just allow us to do a little bit more, do, do some things, uh, that are going to help us grow and in turn bring some better information and some cooler guests and, uh, and opportunities to all of you, our supporters. We really, really appreciate it, but that's it. That's all I got for you. Uh, we are going to jump on over now to my conversation with Tyler from the Longhouse podcast. Here we go oh geez yeah man uh the recording is live this is happening (laughs) i i'm not used to that at
1: all because like i just use cubase when i record so i'll just hit record and just start talking and like usually me and the other guys are on like discord or telegram and then like four or five minutes in they'll be like wait are we recording i'm like yep
0: (laughs) Yeah, man, we've been going this whole time. It's pretty awesome, right? <laughs> well, at least, and that's I, that's kind of like about doing it this way is like everybody gets the message, so then they kind of know, like, you know, don't give out any incriminating information or drop the last four of your social or anything because yeah. this is all this is all going out there. Usually, um, I'll edit it afterward anyway. So even if they do it, I'll just like isolate
1: clips and download like the clips and then just send them Mm -hmm. because i get some pretty funny stuff sometimes i'll just record before i even tell them that we're recording
0: (laughs) oh just to try and catch some of it
1: yeah just to try to catch some of the funny banter and then uh and then i'll save it as like little audio clips
0: dude is this so is it weird for you because you host your own podcast right yeah yeah i mean is is it weird being on the guest side of it as opposed to being on the the host side does it feel different Uh, do you feel really just
1: because, like, even when I do my episodes, um, it's me and then and then another guy, uh, operator. And, um, usually I'll do it with another like co host anyway, but uh, uh, it's just a discussion either way, whether you're the one hitting record or you're the one just sitting there talking. It's just you're you're basically just like a voice chat that gets recorded and posted, yeah,
0: yeah. No, I mean, it's but it's yeah, it'll probably get a little bit weirder as we go along, maybe. I don't know. Maybe not. Um, let's see
1: let's see how weird you take it.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's see where it goes. Where the where the night takes us. Um yeah. do you want to do a quick intro yourself and and kind of what you got going on real quick before we just jump into whatever? Uh yeah, I'm Tyler. I do the uh,
1: the Longhouse podcast and I'm uh coniferous origins on Instagram. I'm pretty much a nobody. Um I've been in the Marine Corps for about eight years now doing radio operator stuff and it's really about it i just kind of grew up going out in the woods and shooting a lot and once i started making big boy money i
0: uh just started spending it all on that <laughs> yeah big boy money disposable yeah. income yeah so, let me ask you then because <clears throat> i get this question a ton uh, from people is what led you to start your podcast
1: so me and and one of the guys that was uh, a host for a bit. uh we were talking on the phone one time for like two hours and we were actually, we were actually talking about camouflage and how like a lot of people just kind of either overthink it or they approach it the wrong way. And we were going on a rant for like two hours and he was like, you know what? We should start a podcast. Cause I had kind of talked about it before. Cause mm-hmm. I think that everybody should have some sort of creative outlet. So like I used to do music a lot. Um, oh, totally. Yeah, me too. So yeah, like the the intro song to to our podcast I wrote and recorded at home. And then uh, there, it's actually like a full song that I just kind of chopped up when I needed an intro that wasn't uh, copyrighted by somebody else. So, yeah, I don't know. I just think everybody should have some sort of creative outlet. And we were Not just kind of ranting about stuff. And he's like, let's do it. And I had all the recording software anyway. So we just sent did, it.
0: Did yours, did yours also kick off during COVID lockdown when everybody had all their free time? Um, I think so.
1: I think that we started it in like 2021. Actually, let me see when the first episode was posted. I can't remember to be completely honest with you. Um, but like even when when COVID started, I I had a couple months off of work. Um,
0: where I'd work oh, from yeah. home, but then yeah, other uh-huh. than
1: that, I maintained my my normal daily
0: commute. Yeah, I mean they sent me home, and I'm. Um... I mean, that was, I was just going out of my mind because they sent us home and they work in finance. Right. And Mm -hmm. all of our clients were still trying to figure out how they were going to run their businesses uh, remotely or to whatever extent that meant. So I had like a shitload of free time at at that time, you know, in that position um, because I was very customer service based. So it was like a lot of like just sitting around and I'm like, you know. I kind of, you know, I mean, I spent all my time YouTubing this and Googling this stuff and like having conversations with my friends and same thing, you know, I'd have my buddy come over and hang out. And before we knew it, we'd be hanging out for be four and a half hours just talking mm-hmm. about, you know, like like you said, camo not usually camouflage, honestly, because I'm I don't know. Camouflage is one of those things that I, I probably just haven't had a good discussion that kind of gets me really into it, you know. But like we could sit there and talk forever about you know gear and rifles and uh and optics and and training and shit like that and proficiencies and and you know like i said the four and a half hours would go by and it's like shit dude it's uh it's eleven thirty. you should probably try to get the fuck out of here because
1: oh yeah that was like when we met up yeah that was yeah, uh man. but yeah I, I just checked the first uh podcast episode that we did it was on uh december 2nd of 2020
0: Okay. So, so you started was, like maybe six months after I did then.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember like when like March to like June or July timeframe, I I was working from home. But then after that, I just kind of went back into work.
0: Yeah. And it's, so, I mean, it's, it's kind of cool, you know, uh, it's like that, that side, like you said, that, that artistic outlet that kind of fills time. And honestly, there's days where it's all I want. It's all I think about. Is, is that kind of stuff and then even trying to get people to come on the podcast And I, at least i i approached it like who do i want to talk to you know not like mm-hmm. who are the guys that are popular but like who can teach me at least that i could get on at the time because i don't know about you i, I do i fucking struggle to get people to come on <laughs> uh for like a good year um you know i just i just, you know talk about shit and try to pull people on that knew a little bit more than i did uh whether it was yeah. hunting or, or, you know, ever and kind of the same story as you, I think, Uh, you know, I had a guy that was kind of a co-host for a while, Sam, that uh, he was pretty knowledgeable about some things and, uh, you know, radio specifically, he was a tech P so radios and and comms and lasers and all that, that like, that's totally where he like hangs out and nerds out and that's, that's his deal. Um, But he also went and had three kids. So free (laughs) time is kind of like non-existent.
1: Yeah, they take up your time for sure. Yeah, that's a yeah. There's that's kind of the hard part too. Like when you have a podcast, because any like anybody can start a podcast, right? It's you don't need to be anybody. You don't need to be able to do anything special. You don't even need to know anything, and you can start it. And um, I think that the the part that I struggled with before, because surprise, I'm still surprised that my podcast even like. Picked up in popularity, um, but now like there's people that are a little bit more popular in the circles that are hearing about it and being told to come on it and stuff. Which I mean, anybody that wants to come on, if anybody ever reaches out, then we'll probably have you on because um, we don't, you know, if you have good discussion to bring to the table, I oh, like, sure. I don't have a schedule of what to talk about, you know. And then sometimes we'll be like, oh, it'd be kind of cool to get this guy to reach out. The first like really popular person that we had on was uh was the two guys that do the ak peasants page so that was pretty fun
0: i don't know who those guys are oh yeah no. but i also i also despise everything that's ak oriented so that might be why
1: dude just wait just wait you're gonna shoot mine you're gonna change your mind
0: i mean i've shot one it's it. it is because you know, seeing a seven, six, two next to like a two two three, five, five, six, whatever, you would think that the recoil would be would would be more harsh than it is. Um, surprisingly, it, and this is just my opinion, a surprisingly soft shooting platform. Um yeah, compared to heavy as hell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and his was all uh all wood furniture and stuff. Like, I mean a replica. It wasn't it's not like a legit, you know, all wood Russian gun or anything, I'm pretty sure. Um but yeah, it was, it it was pretty heavy. Um, and it was, uh, it it was nice to shoot, honestly, other than that, you know, uh, he didn't really, he he didn't really know a lot of the safety rules about firearms in general. So he was just like, you know, handing off a, uh, a gun on fire and, and didn't really understand, you know, why the, why I was flipping the safety on and off and everything. Yeah, That's just the kind of stuff you kind of deal with. And I feel like that's, that's the, those are the kinds of interactions that kind of led me to start doing some of this stuff was just, you know, people don't know what they don't know. Not that I'm any kind of expert, but I feel like that's pretty standard. Like, Hey man, if you're going to be like swapping guns back and forth at the range, you put it on safe, man. Like, come on. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My, my general thing is like, even when I'm shooting, if my eye comes out of the optics, I put the safety on, whether it's AR, AK, whatever. Um, obviously, if you're mm-hmm. running a handgun, it's a little different, but...
0: Yeah, Glock life. No safeties. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Even oh, on the God. HK, I don't. on my H, uh, VP9, I don't have one, but you can get some that do. It's kind of weird.
0: I was going to say, I thought you did, but maybe that was that HK45 that you had.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's, that's got the, the thumb safety? Yeah, that one's got the safety and the decocker.
0: Uh, no. Hard pass, man. Striker fired. I... Although it did feel pretty good, like ergonomically, I I will say I think HK has the ergos figured out.
1: Yeah, I to start
0: selling it to civilians. Like, the <laughs> shit, I
1: mean, you know? yeah, I I think that the the MP7 and stuff would be pretty sweet to have. Um, yeah, the the thing with HK is that their injection molding is very good, so they can get actually good finger grooves versus like a Gen Four Glock that has absolutely atrocious finger glues that everyone just grinds off immediately anyway yep which is the why Glock, yeah, the, the Glock perfection you that you need to heavily modify to make it usable
0: <laughs> it's not no we don't have to make to make it usable but just, <laughs> you know the first thing everybody does is replace the sights and then like the second thing is grind off the finger grooves and stipple over it which yeah
1: pretty much we'll everybody is like out everybody's like i need to uh replace the sights do a bunch of framework and replace the trigger and you're like that's the gun
0: <laughs> yeah i don't <clears throat> i'm actually one of those guys like i was really against doing any kind of heavy work to my firearms for like a, a while um at least my handguns right because i wanted i really wanted to learn proper mechanics when i was shooting mm-hmm. and i know you know one of the first things you see a lot of people do is like um I, straight to a lighter trigger like my brother's glock 19 he got the like the gunsmith fit uh ghost connector and everything put in there and i swear to god it's got like a three pound trigger it is super super light um and i just i would never fucking carry it and i have my yeah. my gen one m p um i swapped out the trigger shoe just the shoe to an apex and then had a gunsmith put the apex sear kit in <clears throat> um and that alone like that trigger is super light and i, I love it and it's fun as hell i would never carry that thing like, <laughs> i just i you know i wouldn't i would not feel comfortable it, it's so light in a self-defense situation i don't know that i would i don't know i'm sure somebody would look at that and be like really dude did you have to lighten it this much yeah and in my defense i had no idea what i was doing i just bought parts and asked somebody to put it in and they did and it turned out really cool that was it. a <laughs> it totally accidental
1: well that's the thing too is like you you hear a lot of like i don't i don't even know if it's fudlow or not because i haven't looked into it enough because i don't really modify my guns that much but like when people are like oh yeah if you uh lighten up your trigger then or if you do like trigger work then it if you have to use your gun and you have to Mm -hmm. go to court over it and stuff people have said that it can it can work against you in court because you're like modifying your gun or whatever but i don't i doubt that that's true
0: i mean i've i've heard both sides of it i've also I think I've started to see more people come out against that, that uh, way of thinking. And I don't know, I mean, anything and everything can be used against you, right? It's just how good of an argument they can make. So, I mean, yeah, you know, you can, oh, well, I, you know, you leave your gun completely factory because you carry, you carry it. I mean, what's to say an attorney who's not at least like halfway decent at the internet wouldn't try and say, well, why didn't you, you know, why didn't you swap out your sites on your Glock? everyone does that first were you not concerned or are you just incompetent you know i mean like you could you could spin it however the fuck you want really
1: i'm sure and like i i obviously don't agree that if you do trigger work to your gun that that should be used against you that's that's stupid um i mean i'm i'm kind of on the extreme though where i'm very like lax with with uh like how gun laws should be and stuff i'm sure that most of the people that listen to this are that way too so i would
0: um, yeah i would i would think so I would hope so, you know. Yeah.
1: Actually just today me and uh, a coworker were talking about if um if prior felons should be able to own guns or not. And I mean he made a compelling case and I don't really care either way because I just I don't know. I haven't spent the brain power trying to figure out what my stance is on that because I've never needed to. <laughs> but mm-hmm. he was like, you know, there there's a lot of nonviolent felonies, so it's like, do you yeah. automatically have to give up your right to be able to defend yourself unless it's with like a black powder gun
0: yeah i mean i i would tend to agree with parts of that you know i mean there's a lot of nuance and context behind yeah you know i mean non-violent felonies is obviously a much different uh right much different conversation than somebody who you know uh did 10 years for shooting at the police or something i mean I don't know, i'm don't. i just talking about my ass here i don't know what yeah
1: I'm, no so. no i, I think yeah. that like when, once you start getting into violent felonies it's it's a little different even like um like certain misdemeanors, uh, that are violent, uh, prohibit you from being able to buy a gun. Mm -hmm. So,
0: yeah. And it's, it's unfortunate because some instances, you know, it's, Hey, I was dumb when I was 18. Now I'm 30 and I really, you know, would like to do more of this stuff or like Mm -hmm. to have access to this. And, uh, you know, I, maybe that's something that we see in the future. I mean, you know, with all the crazy shit that goes on in the world today, maybe that's some kind of weird reform package comes. Probably not because it doesn't seem like we ever do that kind of shit on the conservative <laughs> side of things, but you know, like they're, they're all on the like expunging the rec- records of, uh, uh, you know, like, m- uh, minor attracted individuals, you know, not pedophiles cause that's got a negative connotation, but it, I mean, with all the fucked up shit that goes on, who the fuck knows? Right. Yeah.
1: I, yeah, I, I doubt it, but yeah. I mean what to me I I don't think that uh I think that it goes too far in the wrong direction obviously mm-hmm. but I don't I don't want to dive into that one too much.
0: <laughs> no. No, definitely not cuz you you'll spend you'll spend too much time explaining uh the intricacies of your position and it's it just gets fucking annoying people will pick you apart for it too. Oh yeah, people that, Yeah, that's that's happened before too
1: where just I don't know. I, like people find out that certain personal views that I have, they don't agree with and they don't like, and you know, obviously they have different views than me and I don't,
0: yeah. I don't care. It's like, what's okay. cool about that though, is it's your podcast. So you can say what the fuck you want. Like I come on here and that's pretty much why I have the reason why I do <laughs> my own thing. Like, you know, like, Hey man, I want to, if I want to talk politics, I'll come on here and I'll do like a 30 minute, you know, like a sit, a sit rep episode or something and just throw it up there and everyone will know what I think. And nobody can say shit about it. and, yep you know just my opinions not disparaging anybody not uh you know talking shit well i mean yeah definitely talking shit about some people in politics but (laughs) you know not uh uh no no slander you know nothing like that you you know very factual and then my opinion on those facts so yeah
1: i was uh it was funny because before ak peasants came on um me and me and my buddy were like, okay, we need to go through all the old episodes and listen and try to find because when when we started, we didn't care. We would just say whatever and we'd say some absolutely heinous shit. And uh <laughs> so we were going back like listening to every single episode, trying to figure out where bad things were said, and and then we ended up just cleaning up because we were like, This episode isn't even good, we'll just take it down and redo it. Oh, this one you say this, you know. So I take it down and I'd either cut it up and or uh, cut that part out and throw it back up or just take it down and um so yeah we we probably spent like two or three days between us like just trying to listen to all the episodes and I normally don't listen to any of the episodes I was there I don't need to listen to it you know so right. <laughs> I,
0: only like, that, I only had to do that like one time sort of and that was like a conversation I had my twin brother on talking with me and stuff because I mean, technically, he's the one that got me into buying a firearm. You know, we were living together. We just moved out of our parents' house. <clears throat> and I, he's like, hey, I bought a gun. And there's a Glock 43. And I was like, shit, I want a gun, too. You know, and everything just kind of spiraled out of control from there. Yeah. Uh, but he was on. And uh, basically, I I said that uh, you, should, you should shoot school shooters. That was more or less what I said. Um, I think to the point I actually uh, quoted... Uh, Sam Elliott in Roadhouse um, where he's, have you, you've seen Roadhouse I take it nope no? dude party foul anyway um, it, pretty much seen, I can
1: I can almost guarantee that any movie <laughs> or pop culture reference you bring up I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna
0: catch it so, so basically there's you know uh, Patrick Swayze's character he's a bouncer or whatever he like walks on he has like a, a bunch of guilt you know very like uh, what do you, like dark and smoldery you know like he's the, the hunky hero or whatever um but sam elliott tells him you know, he's all depressed because he killed a guy um and he goes you know when someone sticks a gun in your face you basically got two options you can die or you can kill the motherfucker so and i think that's what i said i think i dropped that quote exactly when <laughs> talking in regards to somebody walking through a school trying to murder innocent children whether it's another child or a deranged adult whatever and uh more uh, basically he had not like very sh- shortly before this he started dating uh uh chick and they're still together and she's just oh
1: yeah, you were telling me about this and that's what you think made him not do it anymore oh, yeah, he
0: freaked out yeah. he no, no he freaked out he like deleted the episode and like <laughs> was just like not about it and like he was like he really freaked out like if you were to hear the original recording we went from talking about s- school shooters to like the next sentence was like so, do you think that carrying appendix in the waistband versus strong side is more preferable? And I was like, uh,
1: like completely out of nowhere.
0: Subject oh, yeah. Changed. Like it was very abrupt. Hard right turn, hard right turn. <laughs> um, and that was, yeah, that was kind of like the beginning of the end for for some of that there. Um, it was fine. Like I just re recorded, um, you know, and I think that to an extent, right? The I don't, I don't know, maybe it's integrity, right? Uh, I, I mean, I stand by my opinions and I stand by everything I've said on this podcast. I'm pretty measured, you know, or I try to be when I say some some things like that, you know, uh regardless of what's what's going on, you are still talking about somebody's life. So like I don't take that lightly. I don't just walk around like we should shoot this person because this reason we should do and it's like no no I'm not gonna do that. That's that's fucking asinine. Um but yeah I mean yeah, I just re-recorded it and basically said the the same shit i had said with two of us on there but now it was just one person recording Uh, (laughs) and just pissed me off because it like wasted another like hour and 10 minutes of my life (laughs) yeah
1: yeah Um, i don't think i could do the uh i don't think i could do an episode alone because i'm i'm too long-winded dude that's exactly the reason why you
0: could do one alone
1: (laughs) are you kidding (laughs) i don't know though like it's i i like having i I like it when there's two people because you can just talk and it's not just the same voice droning
0: Yo, no, absolutely. This is way easier than having to try and just string your own personal thoughts together. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Because like, so um, I'm trying to move into YouTube a little bit. And so I I recorded a video yesterday and there's so many times where like I would just start talking and I'd realize that I was just rambling on and I'd like stop reset or i'd I'd say yep. something and i'd be like i don't like how i said that and i'd reset and by the end of it the recording is an hour-long 4k recording on my <laughs> phone <laughs> and so i needed to i ended up downloading some video editing software and i need to go through it and chop it up and edit it and put it up and all that stuff and it's like it sucks i hate video editing i hate any anything like that i'm so bad at it well, too. yeah i
0: mean but we you know i mean you learn how to do a lot of it uh, at least i did like through the for having to do this podcast you know was just learning by experimenting and trial and error and uh <clears throat> you know i imagine it's kind of like anything else you know i mean shit dude if you you can figure out communications you know anything uh you're probably going to be able to figure out some video editing stuff at least basic oh yeah
1: no, I mean, the, the video editing stuff, like, I can drop the clip in, I can go through, I can splice stuff, I can put it together, but I can't, I don't know how to make it look good. And that's kind of the yeah. problem is, like, adding in the color correction. And, you know, people will talk about how if you adjust the frame rate the right way, it looks better. And, like, even when I did music, the um, the post-production sort of editing and, uh, you know, mastering and refining and everything, I was never good at. And, like, when people would be like, oh, yeah, you got to use, like, these equalizers and compressors and then just you know do all this stuff and then just kind of listen till it sounds good i cannot do that stuff i would always send send files off to people that enjoy doing it and be like here you go yeah can you help me yeah
0: yeah no i uh i don't really do a ton of that honestly i don't um it usually ends up turning out pretty good you know knock on wood here um but i it usually turns out okay and, uh, you know, when it hasn't been, then I have I've figured out a lot, a, a lot of it has to do with like mic placement um, and how I run my soundboard and stuff like that. <laughs> um, but I've, I've, I've seriously, i fucked with that so many times, um, you know, and I finally, then I found out that the soundboard has a save setting.
1: Yeah, so, um, <laughs> or you can like save your settings
0: yeah, yeah uh which i definitely had to really go through and redeal deal with all that stuff like four times over anytime i would <laughs> like move furniture or unplug my laptop or, or whatever um i would have to go back through and, and reconfigure all of that and, and really struggle with it and it you know when i found out that there was that save button i'm like god damn it <laughs> like 20 hours of my life that could have i could have been doing other shit with Dude, that's yeah.
1: why... Um, so, like, yesterday when I was setting up everything to take a video, so I ended up buying some lights because the lighting in my garage is non-existent. So I, I bought some <laughs> lights. <laughs> yeah. So I bought some lights so I can, uh, you know, have, have decent lighting and, and all that stuff. And I, I threw up a tarp as the backdrop because I don't have a black backdrop. So you can see, like, the wrinkly-ass, like, coyote brown tarp. And uh, and I had to adjust the um, the the height of my phone. Cause it's on a tripod. And then mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well last time I did a uh, video, you can just hear one cricket that's loud as fuck. And I'm like, not as loud. So I was like, okay, I'll try to use uh, AirPods to, to be the microphone. Well, then I found out that with the iPhone you can't change like what sound you want. So like if I record a video, I'd have to basically have two devices, one to record sound, one to record video. And I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm just going to talk loud enough. So like I moved the phone closer. I was messing with it for probably 30 minutes, 45 minutes before I even got it down. And then after that, I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I didn't move anything after I recorded it. I was like, I got to tape everything like tape tape on the ground. So I know where things are just so that way, if I move it and I can move it back in the exact same spot, like put tape to mark where my tripod was and everything like that. Just so that way, when I go to reset it up, like I already know that this works
0: no it, yeah that's and i've done <clears throat> i mean not not necessarily that but uh you know a lot of the stuff with microphone positioning and figuring out how far away i need to keep the mic from my face to not like get a bunch of shitty spikes and stuff and yeah uh when to activate the mute button when i cough or clear my throat like all that shit it's
1: i don't do any of that dude i want it to be unbearable for people listening oh, like God. me oh, and uh <laughs> me and the other guy that do it now uh geo operator he uh usually his mic is either way louder way quieter than mine is so people would complain that the audio levels were like absolutely fucked and uh we would always just respond to it and just say good (laughs) and then i I ended up getting an app that will uh like level the audio because i'm I'm probably going to change soon how i do it um because wednesday we're supposed to record another episode so i'm probably going to change it (laughs)
0: I the first time I had uh I had a, somebody on like we had serious audio problems. It's a good friend of mine. I like I teach music with him. He is a EMT, and we were talking a lot of, about like medical stuff. And um, I had a much smaller desk I was recording on at the time, and he had like unrolled his uh his iFak basically, and I was like going mm-hmm. through it because he obviously as an EMT and somebody who's like seen some fairly legit you know stupid stuff has the knowledge to kind of build one out rather than have to order one. Like a lot of us Yeah, by
1: like the North American rescue pre-made kids.
0: Yeah. So he built his and he was going through everything, but as a result, you know, it, instead of talking into the microphone, he was talking like at the side of it. Yeah. So I actually spent like an hour and a half after we are done recording, like re-listening to everything that we said. And then like going in and just amplifying like <laughs> sections where he talked and like trying to like smooth it out, like amplify this much. And then, you know, as like I start talking, like we're only going to amplify a little bit there, so it was like try to like smooth out the voice track. Like it, it was a yeah. huge learning experience for me, and in and, and working with that software and trying to make it all, all come together.
1: That's why I use the the leveling app. It's called like Levelator or something, but yeah, basically you you would take like all your audio tracks that you have, export it into one wave file. Drop it into the app and then it'll just process it. Um, and then at first, when I would put it back into Cubase, it would like slow it down and make everything really deep. So then I would have to pitch shift everything up. Like Sounds a whole... like it work. Well, so I figured out that I was just importing it incorrectly. And because uh-huh. I listened to the audio file just directly when it was in my Explorer window. And it just played normally. And I was like, well, what the fuck? How come when I drop it in, like, dude, for somebody who has a very technical background, I suck <laughs> with computers. I fucking hate them. It, I say at work every single day, I hate computers. I either, I, I either say I hate computers and technology. I either say I hate it here. I want to go home or I say that I want everything to be analog and nothing else digital in the world. That's that's a little overkill, I would think. No, I, mean, I don't care anymore, dude. I spend so much time with this stuff and just running into problems. I have uncanny yeah, but, luck for everything could, except for you, vehicles and
0: technology. So yeah, but you actually have the like the skill set, like from an analog perspective, to make a lot of that shit work, you know, like running comms, running radios, like a lot of us. If you were to just say get rid of computers, right? Mm-hmm. Throw cell phones out the window altogether. You know enough to be like pretty effective, I you know, with with radio communications and uh, I guess ham radio, but you know, be able to to reach out and connect with people, and that's something like, dude, a lot of a lot of folks don't know how to do that, and do you know, a lot of guys, I'm positive, there's a lot of guys out there that run around and make videos on Instagram and stuff, and they throw a beo in there cummerbund or in one of their mag slots on their you know, plaque or whatever, and they have no fucking clue how to use it. Oh, 100%. They have it there just because someone told them that, hey, this is really good, but next step, you should get into comms. They're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck yeah, for sure. And they throw the radio in there, and then they never touch it.
1: Well, for a lot of people, it's just a check in the box. Oh, I need comms. Okay, oh, I'll yeah. buy this $30 radio. And it's like, all right, well, you spent $90 on your IFAC that you're hopefully never going to have to use. You've mm-hmm. you spent you know, however many Thousands of dollars on your rifle setup. You bought, you know, you have three or four sets of cries that are three hundred bucks each. You know, all this stuff. You have the peltors that are four seventy five or you know whatever price you get them a for. Or, or yeah, opscore amps that are a grand. You know, all this stuff, and and then they'll they'll top it off with a little cherry. That's the thirty dollar radio. And it's like, well, why don't you maybe invest in a better radio? Because you don't need an expensive radio to to do good things but buying a two or three hundred dollar radio is going to be make you leagues ahead of using that thirty dollar radio because
0: well but i will say like i haven't done that yet like i haven't invested big money in my radio setup like i am still running the fifty dollar like setup but it's because i don't have anybody to like communicate with right now yeah like and and guys that I i directly you know reach out to they don't even run comms. Like I got my brother one for his birthday and I was like here, man, like put this on your plate carrier, like, like hoping maybe it would like spark his interest and like he would get his like ham license or, you know, or at least like, Hey, you know, go to this channel, like text me, go to this channel, like broadcast something. Cause I, I have my license and he doesn't have his, you know, and see if we can make contacting, just text me back or something and say, yeah, I hear you. Like we're in range. Cause we only live like, like a mile and a half apart if Mm -hmm. that's crazy i don't i don't have guys that i normally like you know run that stuff with so for me i would like all right what do i need to buy right now and where do i prioritize that you know so like yeah i bought 250 rounds of uh of five five six that that was you know i put money towards that before i put money towards upgrading like a motorola or something
1: well it's all it's all dependent too on how relevant that is like for me, I, I'm not gonna start spending time in in uh buying, you know, super fancy wind meters and things like that because I don't shoot long range. So it doesn't it doesn't yeah. make sense for me to do that. So it's kind of the same thing. But like for us, um, when me and all my guys started, which was right around uh end of twenty nineteen. Yeah, toward the end of 2019 was when me and all my friends kind of started. just as the world was getting ready to fall apart. Dude, 2019 was like the peak year. 2019 was such a good time. But uh two dollars a gallon gas, mean tweets everywhere, everything and uh ammo for peanuts, like (sighs) you you barely had to spend money to buy a case. Nine dollars a um, box of nine millimeter. Yeah, but um you know, all of us had Bale Fangs, so we just ran Bale Fangs and every single trip we would have problems and it was either somebody's uh, push to talk would stop working. Somebody couldn't hear it in their, their ears. One of the radios would just shit the bed and stop working. So, you know, once we started getting more and more serious and, and all that, like there was a while where I would have, I was running a, uh uh 152 clone. So like a lot of air softers and stuff like that for like impressionist kits will buy the, the Harris. 152 clones because through I not know that was a thing. Oh yeah, I had no idea. Um, and there was a lot of uh, kind of back and forth where there guys like, "Oh well, this is just a baofeng in a different case," and it's like, "Well, it's not." But you know, we had a lot less issues with that. And then once we finally made the push, and I said, "You know what? Fuck you. We're all gonna buy radios. If you if you can't <laughs> if you can't figure it out." Then come back when you can, we're moving to digital comms and we're going to set up an actual comm infrastructure and comm plan. And okay. um, you know, all the, all the guys that were about it did it. And so then we, we were running all digital comms this last trip. Cause it took a couple of guys a little while to get it. And then uh, plus we had a pretty big group this last time that we, we went out and did a trip and everybody had the digital comms that needed them. And we had a bunch of guys that didn't need it, that still had it. Cause they had the radios on them and I programmed them and you know, the worst part about it was being up because when we started, our exercise started at a 4 a.m. on Saturday. So we all got there Friday night okay. and then a handful of us stepped off at 4 a.m. on, on uh, Friday or sorry, Saturday. And then it ended Saturday night. So we were going all day. And um, so like Friday night, I was trying to get everybody's radios on and programmed, but like the Motorola programming software isn't the best. It's not the most user friendly. So like is,
0: chirp is what everybody uses for BeoFangs, and Chirp is really easy to use.
1: Yeah, Chirp's really easy to use. Um, but when you use the actual Motorola Astro 25 CPS, that's when you start getting into like, man, this fucking sucks. And it's easy once you understand it. You know, it's like you were talking mm-hmm. about like video editing and stuff. Like when What's you first open it, it, yeah, once you first open it, you're like, what in the actual fuck am I looking at? and then you start to use it but then like i uploaded my radio program because i'd done it all at home and i was like all right i'm just going to copy this to all the radios and yeah. it'll be good
0: yeah definitely. but then
1: it was like oh this radio doesn't have um the same feature set so you can't you can't clone it and i'm like well what features is it missing because i don't think i'm doing any like everybody that got these radios can do an encryption all that um, I couldn't copy the encryption over, so I didn't save the encryption. So can, we ended up running unencrypted
0: digital. So but- you can you can run okay. So let me I'm going to stop you there because I have questions on that. <clears throat> because so when I was taking my ham test, like they mentioned encryption, and this is you know for the technician level or whatever, so base you know minimum uh, licensing and stuff. I didn't think that the civilian bands were allowed to do encryption. So you can do whatever you want. <laughs> so here's, here's my thing. The radios were able to like like oh, honestly yeah. I yeah, think that can. the radios have the capability to so the encryption there's
1: there's different types of encryption and I guess as a disclaimer if, <laughs> feel free to cut this part out if you want but I think that getting a ham license is dumb because think about it this way if you want to go out and buy a rifle you don't need to you don't need to have a license for it you can go out and you can start shooting wildly with a radio, you can't inflict damage with the radio. At, at a certain point, you can, but nobody's going to be able to buy equipment that can do that. Or, you know, call an A-10 gun runs off their fucking Baofang. So you can't really hurt anybody. Yeah. And even if you... So the whole ham community is just policed by obese boomers that buy... Like Man. like previously used ambulances and they just outfit them to have radios and they just go around and they just are like the fun police. And they're like, Oh, you didn't use your your poo pee-pee ham call sign from nineteen eighty-seven, <laughs> you can't broadcast on this station. And it is it, is it is very it's much cooping police. That is it's, that is it's brutal. extremely gate kept by the people that are not like that people that shouldn't have the right to gatekeep
0: it. <laughs> well, and I it, think. When they look at, you know, because I mean, I took the test and it was was sponsored by uh, like a local ham radio club, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, and that's cool that there's a club for that. Like, I'm sure that like some nice dudes and I'm sure they're honestly a plethora of knowledge and resource because they 100% radio. Yeah. But you can also tell like, dude, they're all in like their 40s and up and they're all like, I want to sit there and like, oh, they're all a bunch of fucking nerds because i mean they are though we're sitting here having the same conversation but yeah i mean <laughs> it, but but they're like talking about how they're gonna like build and, and nothing against anybody that has built like a stationary radio like station i guess or whatever mm-hmm. or set up in their basement oh, with their base antenna. Station, yeah. and, that's like yeah, what the and, ham thing is yeah i mean no knocks on anybody for doing any of that if that's your passion man like dude like fuck yeah man like that we need people like that but to your point, it's so gate kept and it's so restrictive, and it's already the sex appeal is already non-existent. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's not like like you can hand somebody like a fucking AR fifteen. You're like, how do you feel? Like, <laughs> I feel like I have a second dick, and you're like, yeah, here we go. You hand somebody a radio, and they're gonna be like, what are we gonna be gonna fucking do with this? Like, we yeah. want to learn how to use it. Like, no, I have a cell phone. Bye
1: yeah and and once you start actually doing a lot of cool stuff with radios as as gay as that sounds like you know you start to see the uh the appeal to it and then once you start really getting serious but like the the whole thing with the ham radio license too is like let's say that you buy a rifle and, and you build an sbr and you don't license it you can go to 10 years of prison and all this other shit. whatever mm-hmm. if you broadcast on stations that you don't have a ham license for you the worst thing that happens is you get a cease and desist letter well the first
0: time once they catch you if they catch you
1: that's the thing too is that if they catch you and the amount of you know dudes riding around in their little ambulances out in the middle of the woods where i'm at they're not like (laughs) uh, the, the thing too is like generally people don't get caught unless you're just being extremely obnoxious like oh, if you're going say, on these bands and just overpowering everything and just yeah. ruining it for everybody else
0: and I will say a lot of that stuff is just etiquette like you don't have to call out yeah. like it, that it's, it's listed in the literature and in the, the test booklet or uh, textbook whatever you know it's like oh you should you know hey CQ 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 to break in and then give your you know call sign which are like ultra gay like mine's K-E-8 S-K-A I'm like, this is, that just rolls right off the tongue. Yeah. You know, so you got, you. they're just etiquette things. If you don't do that, there's, it's not like you're breaking a law or a rule or a policy or anything. It's just like, it. it could be confusing mm-hmm. for other people that are out there and it's like, okay, well, mm-hmm. um, that sucks moving on. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I think that- I, I think that it, yeah, that's the kind of stuff that they they need to move with the times a little bit and maybe take a hard look at a little bit less of well, this is the way we do it because it's the way we've always, you know we've always done it.
1: Yeah, and that's that's the big thing too is being able to adequately explain why you do something, and that's that's really the thing that keeps a lot of people from advancing. Like you said, is just not not sitting down and thinking like, why do I do this? Okay. Is there a better way to do this? And I think that the base station stuff um, to kind of bring like that relevancy to it, like it is important, but I think that for certain people it's important and not for everybody. It's not one of those things yeah. where, you know, it's another checklist where it's like, okay, you get your ham license, and then you build this and then you build this and then you, this and then you do this. And then you mm-hmm. talk to some dude that lives in the cool. Alps. It's like, no, I don't need to do any of that stuff.
0: Well, I mean, but if you look at it in terms of a lot of people, like we were saying earlier, right? Like a lot of people do it to check the box because they're wanting to, they want to learn how to run kit, right? Like how should I set up a plate carrier, how to be effective and proficient with a plate carrier and a carbine. And I got, you know, me and my three best buds here that want to like, you know, fuck around and pretend to do some CQB shit or, you know, get lost in the woods together, whatever. Right. And then they want to learn. The next iteration of that or check the box or whatever and that inevitably you get to the point of how am I going to communicate with these guys so radio is where it is and eh, some yeah ways. I think it well I mean at some hand point. and
1: arm signals uh, in my opinion are the most usable thing because if if you have line of sight with somebody you should be using hand and arm signals I think that that's one of the problems too with radios even with, with my guys is that it's a lot easier to hit the push to talk and just say plain speak what you want. And it's a lot more difficult yeah. when you're focusing on a lot of things and going through the woods and all that to you know be looking for hand and arm signals as well. It's a lot easier when you have uh you know a headset on to just hear hear somebody else's voice in your ear and be like, you know, hey do this. Okay. But yeah, you but know once you start looking into like counter instrument. signal Yeah, exactly once you start looking at the counter signal aspects and in the like electronic warfare side of things, that's when you start to really realize like, okay, maybe I shouldn't be broadcasting as much as I am. And that was one thing Mm -hmm. that we were actually planning on doing um, our last trip that we went on that we ended up not doing just because the, the way that the day played out was different than, than it was planned as it always goes. But uh, at one point on the radios um, we were going to essentially call blackout where everybody turns off because we were running ATAC as well because we were testing ATAC and all that. Um, Which is a really Everybody's cool going to turn off. <laughs> it, it's, it, sweet, it is, it's super helpful and it very free. Extremely good. Um, but the idea was that we would turn off ATAC, we would turn off radios, anything that broadcasts signal, and then we would have comm windows to check in and then have to go back to using you know, our paper maps and protractors and all that stuff and compasses to navigate. But uh, we ended up not doing it because we're we're just cramming so much into the day. We're like, we're not going to do that, too.
0: Yeah. I mean, at some point you start to uh, oversaturate and then everything becomes less effective. I get that.
1: you, You need to. And that's one thing that like, you know, since we've been doing this. Like I said, we started really hanging out like end of 2019. And before that, me I mean, a couple other guys would do stuff. Um, but it got to the point where every month it was, we had a trip and, you know, guys were, were taking days off work and driving six, seven, eight hours to go hang out. And we were all getting together and doing our thing. And we'll laugh now at like the things that we used to do compared to now, because now it's a lot more in depth. But, you know, when one, one thing that when you start planning stuff like that is like, okay, I need to make it to where there's still something new to come to the table so it's not repetitive while I hit all the repetitive stuff that needs to be constantly hit on to maintain proficiency on well you know having it to where there's there's actually an end goal or something so yeah. usually the best way I've found is if you come up with an overall mission of like hey this is what we want to do or like this is what the what the notional mission is Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I'll usually base everything too off of five paragraph orders from from the Marine Corps and like how you do your mission planning and everything. And um mm-hmm. we'll do like cause if you're not familiar with it, you have your situation mission. I, ex- you, I don't know what that yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, so so you have your situation, so what's going on, your mission, what you need to do, execution, how you're gonna do it, admin logistics, like this is what you need to bring and then command and signal. So it's like, this is who's in charge and this is how you're communicating. So once you break things down like that, you can start to come up with more realistic uh, scenarios to run through and stuff like that. And then while you're doing that, you have all these other things to hit. So like, for example, one, one that we did a while ago was that we all met up and stage vehicles. And then we had like a three mile movement at night to set up a spot to uh, we were going to set up a, an observation post over this bridge that was uh, heavily used for, for ORVs and stuff. So the idea of that is like, okay, then you're getting into a position to watch this key piece of terrain. And we were going to, you know, keep track of how many vehicles are going through it and what the level of activity is and, you know, see what's on the other side. Cause on the other side, there's like a parking lot for like the ORV trailhead. And then immediately to get into the ORV network you got to cross this bridge and then come onto where our side was going to be over the river and, um, all this. And then, you know, we were just going to do like a sleep rotation there. And then in the morning we were going to get up, push back to another spot and then do some land nav practice. And, um, for the land nav practice, we essentially, I'd pick a random intersection on the map. I'd pull a grid for it. And then, or sorry, there's two teams. One team would, would pick a random intersection, pass the grid to the other team and then the other team would have to plot the grid. Um, they would know where our position was. They'd have to find their azimuth, make sure they do their, their GM angle, all that stuff, figure out the distance and then, and then send it. And um, you know, weren't the only time that you were able to use like a or GPS or anything was when you think that you're at your position, then you can confirm it with that and see how far off you were.
0: See, and this is the kind of stuff that people should be spending, I think more time on. Like, I, and I've talked about this in other episodes we've done here. Is everybody? It's real. It's really sexy to be like, I'm gonna bug out. Yeah, I'm gonna bug out. I have a bug. God, out. Dude, fuck that. That thing sucks. <laughs> that would be terrible. <laughs> you know I mean, but you know what I mean? Like everyone, everyone says that. Yeah, you know, and like, it, the people that out. say
1: that the hardest are the ones that have never spent more than two or three nights in the woods.
0: Well, and they don't. When you put it in con, when you start to put the stuff in context, in the event that you did have to bug out in a, I don't want to say like a shit hits the fans. Everyone uses that fucking term. I hate calling things tactical as a general term, you know, but I hate using the term shit hits the fan. But in one of those scenarios where you'd realistically be looking at bugging out. When people
1: start pranking each other, that's the term you can use.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) But I mean, no one real, like this is the kind of stuff where you you would need land navigation, you know, to be able to understand that stuff. Realistically, you may have to have some of these skills, maybe, I mean, not perfected, obviously, but at least be aware and understand that at some point, if you're securing yourself or and your group, whether that's, you know, four families or whatever it is, right? Like mm-hmm. this is the kind of stuff that's, that plays into that. And while it's less cool on the, cause I mean, everything's driven by clicks, right? Everything is. So it's less cool to show a lot of this stuff because I mean, you guys went that whole exercise for the weekend. Right. And that was just what, there's like a lot of laying on your stomachs and taking notes. Yeah. I mean, that's a really like... That that's a walking oversimplification, right? But that's essentially what it is. Well, and it's funny too. He's going to click on that.
1: It's funny because like the the one guy that that's with us, uh, his name on Instagram is uh, Smug. It's like Smug.ish. But um, he is usually the guy that he's like into photography and cameras and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. he just kind of assume the role is like hey when everybody comes out he brings cameras and he's got some gopros and he'll he'll take some cool shots and then afterward he'll he'll put a little video together and throw it up and and it's it's fun right we're not no nobody's telling him to do it he's doing it because he wants to but um you know it's always kind of the joke is like he always puts like calm music on it. He's like, I can't put like super hard, heavy hitting music yeah. on it. Cause we're just walking the whole time.
0: <laughs> it's like... Yeah. You can't really put it like Metallica or Disturbed yeah. on there. Cause it's just like, it's just yeah. us
1: walking. And um, I mean, it's still cool. It's still fun and stuff, but like this last trip too, uh, he, he, he didn't focus as much on the photography aspect. Cause we were, uh we were doing a lot of uh, like vehicle based stuff the last trip that we did and uh so based on what his his role was he was like you know what Fuck it. i'm not i'm not gonna spend time with the cameras i gotta focus on this mm-hmm. but
0: well i think that's that's you know that sh- that says something about him as uh you know i, I want to say as an adult because that's a that's a really shitty way of putting it but like <laughs> being able to but being able to prioritize like hey man it's cool to grab this stuff when we can to make content and everything, but at the same time, like there is a degree of, uh, of there's a lack of authenticity when you have somebody documenting all of that stuff. And that's their sole purpose for coming out with you is to document it. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. we definitely see some of those people on social media and it's cool. Right. Like, I mean, get the pictures, drive the content, help share information. Like that, that's the point of like 90% of this, right. Is to like teach each other, and help grow the community. I mean, it was an Instagram post where you and I connected. You know, I think it was Josh Lowry's post, you know, and I, we figured out we were both in relatively in the same part of Michigan. Oh yeah. You know, and like so cool, like that that stuff should happen. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, if it, it, it starts to become kind of obvious when it's like okay, you're it's, out it's here too forced. Yeah, you know, you're out here with a dedicated videographer, like uh yeah. I mean, that's
1: that's the thing too, is like unless your sole main income and or unless you're making a fuck ton of money or even a respectable amount of money to where you could live off that full time. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, even like, like for example, like uh like Thumb before he was out of the military, he was still making quite a bit of money off of YouTube and stuff. And is he out of the I, military now? Yeah, yeah, he is. I, w- I would I go as know. far as to say that even when he was still in the military toward the end, his main job was YouTube. Um, but oh, for yeah, somebody probably, like that yeah. to have a designated photographer, videographer... It makes sense, but for guys like you and I, where we're just nobody's on the internet, like it's it's pointless to do that. Having a guy that that you know snaps pictures uh, occasionally while you're walking around or while you're doing something is is a lot different than like, hey, right. you're gonna come out so you can take videos of me so I can put it on my my Instagram and get uh you know eight hundred likes. Like, all right, dude.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, and I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's just some of it, like so there's a, there's a distinct lack of authenticity there for some somebody. And, you know, if you're out there, it's different, you know, if it's like a class type and, you know, environment or setting, that's one thing. Cause there are definitely companies out there now that are offering those, uh, extended scale, I'll say type exercises, you know, kind of field craft survival offers one that's like a yeah, like a tribute or an homage to like the Robin sage exercise. Right. You know, that, that well, teaches
1: that's like, that's history. like the stuff at Darcy, like Tusk and, and like the one shepherd courses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, t- to promote events going on or things that are able to let you feed your family, that's completely different. But, you know, for, for somebody that's, that's just going out and, and isn't really, you know, doing anything like that, it's like when—wouldn't wouldn't you be better off taking that guy that you've already connected with that comes out with you regularly to take pictures? Wouldn't it be better suited to throw a pack and a rifle on him and train?
0: Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the same time, you know, I would also say, does it make is what you're is what you're doing the content you're producing and making is that is that actually beneficial from a training standpoint for you or is Well, I mean, but it. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's there's definitely people out there that just do stuff because it will stand out and it will garner attention. And then I know there's guys that are like, yeah, I got all my gear together and you know, we went and spent all this time out in the woods. And like, cool man, that's that's awesome, but are you also spending time, I mean, you live in the middle of suburbia, are you also spending time learning about urban uh, I don't say warfare, but tactics, communications, yep. do you, I mean, you gotta, you know, you stitch, you hand stitched your own ghillie suit, like mad respect. Cause I can't so, but do you also have kit that can help you blend in and your surroundings in an urban setting where you're not going to stick out like a fucking life-size GI Joe?
1: <laughs> well, that's a big thing that I had brought up um, a couple weeks ago. Um, maybe it was like a month or two ago at this point. I don't really understand time still, but um, I had made a post about uh, why using short-barreled rifles in an urban environment and then using long-barreled rifles in the woods doesn't really always make sense. Like for me, I have a fourteen-five and a twelve-five, um, mm. but like it, I would rather bring my twelve-five in the woods and then my fourteen-five in the urban environment because when you start actually thinking when you go out into a street or whatever, and you just look left and right and you look all the way down the street, you're like, damn, that's a pretty fucking long shot. Yeah, and it's even a
0: screenshot usually too.
1: Yeah. And, and that's basically what I did was I took a couple screenshots of the city that's by us. I took a couple screenshots of like, I think it was like Philadelphia and then like one or two of like Fallujah to kind of drive another point home. And it was like from, this point to this point just down a straight road you're looking at a kilometer are you are you going to make a kilometer shot no but that's that people can see you so if they can see you they're going to be aware that you're there they're going to see where your movement you have to be be
0: effective to that distance yeah whether you're you know thinking you're going to need it or yeah i mean i yeah that makes sense because i i agree with you i I very much, I do, I approach it that way. I'm like, yeah, if I'm in an urban setting, I'm going to grab my 11.5. And if I'm in a rural setting, I'm going to grab my 16-inch. And I,
1: I, man, because when you start really walking through the thick woods, you're like, man, this
0: 16-inch barrel is really a pain in the dick. Well, I mean, but I also run a can on my 11.5-inch, so it's going to be about that long anyway. But yeah, this is where I start to get irritated with stuff because, the whole recce rifle concept that's like super super you know like it's like the fuck boys of the 2a world that are super obsessed with that and i mean that anybody that runs an lpvo i mean the guys that are so obsessed that they have to get like the biggest like one to ten Whether it's the razor i think uh, did eotech come out is the voodoo one to ten out now i think that there is one that is yeah, so like they're going to go out there and drop $2,700 or whatever on that EOTech Voodoo and put it on their 10.3 inch Daniel Defense, like Mark 18, hashtag mini recce. And it's and like the, okay. the
1: funniest part about that, too, is that when you look at the reconnaissance mission, your your weapon is purely defensive and it's there for you to break contact generally. Yeah. And you, well, that's I mean, what
0: people don't understand your primary mission focus is to gain information, not to. Yeah you know, rambo it out in the woods and fucking take sniper shots or whatever. Like that's not that's not your job.
1: There was uh there was actually somebody who I'm not gonna mention them by name. Uh <laughs> a little bit more popular and uh I don't I don't want to make any enemies or anything. But uh <laughs> he had he had posted something that was like a like a reconnaissance type loadout and there was like no camera equipment which you know camera equipment obviously is useful for that. Um, because it's a lot easier to show somebody a picture than to, to describe something to somebody. There was no note taking gear it by hand. Yeah, yeah. There was no note taking gear. There was no binoculars, no range finders, no observation equipment. Nothing. And somebody was like, "Oh, where is this stuff?" And he just was like, "iPhone." And I was like, "Dude, are you serious?" I don't
0: think that that's that does what you think it does, dude. Like, I mean, I mean to be yeah, fair, but... you have
1: the camera app, you have the notes app, but like. Yeah, you know, but I mean, how on. long is that battery gonna last? I mean, for Where's me, dude, battery when, pack and and what's the quality was, gonna look like? Uh, I mean, the the camera quality itself is. I'll say that the iPhone cameras are pretty good, but uh, you know, they're not as good as like a DSLR or something. But even like that, the other day or the uh, the other weekend when when I was running ATAC all day, I ended up because I had brought out a uh, uh, a battery pack because I knew I was gonna be using my phone and the GPS all day. Mm-hmm. And it was it was one of those points where because I was running in a an LVM BAV, so on it I had five mags, and um I ended up having to, to make the decision where I had to take two of the mags out of the cummerbund put them in my pack, and put the uh, battery pack in there. And I was like, My my main priority isn't to shoot, and the ability for me to be able to navigate and to broadcast my location to my teammates is more important so And in one power bond, I had the radio and in the other one, I had my battery pack and I had three mags on the front.
0: Well, I mean, and that's, that's the, that is the redeeming quality of working in a team versus solo or one of the redeeming qualities is that you have, okay, I will temper that by saying in a team of people that are appropriately equipped and outfitted, you know, I'll put that asterisk on there because at at the end of the day,
1: it doesn't matter what the capabilities of you are, it matters what the capabilities of your group is.
0: Well, and this is something where, you know, I'll say that the what do you, you're only as good as your weakest, uh, you know, a team's only as good as his weakest player or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this definitely is a like an exponential st- like statement on that. I, I just fucking butchered that. That sounds stupid, but like it, it really, <laughs> know what you mean? Yeah, it amplifies that point is what I'm trying to say, you know, like because you have somebody out there, you have three, three pretty squared away dudes. And then you have, like, one guy that, like, doesn't touch his gear, doesn't touch his kit, doesn't fuck with any of his shit, you know, like, he's running whatever carrier, you know, he's he's got a plate carrier because it's, you know, he has one, right? And it's the one that Chris Costa told him to get just because he knows who Chris Costa is. That's not a dig on Chris. That's just an example, right? And he's running steel plates in it because they're only 100 bucks. And then he's running an off the shelf AR with a subpar or suboptimal optic and has never tested any of his gear with, you know, a fully loaded mags or, you know, flat range, like anything, you know what I mean? Just like a guy who literally has the stuff and shit's going sideways. Like we saw what, two years ago. And he's like, yeah, man, I'll roll with you dudes. And it's like, "Mm." How about you just okay. drive? Don't, yeah. don't, don't look at us either.
1: No, don't look <laughs> but, at us. no, I mean, that's, that's the thing is that like, I mean, you would assume this
0: guy's your friend. I mean, come on. Yeah.
1: Maybe Um, when you, when you start really getting into that stuff, like, so when this podcast is done, it takes me 10, 15 minutes to throw my gear on real quick and get some dry fire reps in. And people <laughs> do that fairly often, right? You know, 10, oh, yeah. 15 minutes every day or every couple of days or whatever. But how often are you going out and up tracking your stuff before you leave? How often are you going out and setting up shelters before a trip? So, like for me, um, I had gotten a new tarp that was a new size a couple of years ago, and I was gonna go on like two trips back to back to back. Uh, one was with my dad, and then one was with uh, uh my wife, and um, we I was like, okay, well, I'm going to use this different shelter system and setup. So I went out at the time I was still living in an apartment and there was like a big field right next to the apartment to where I could, uh, there was like a couple trees and stuff. So I, I went out there and I just rigged it up to make sure that I knew how to set up this, this tarp kind of setup that I was going to do for both trips. And I made sure I knew how to do it. And then I packed it up and that was it. And it took me maybe 20, 30 minutes. And yeah, I probably looked like a fucking idiot to everybody passing by, but who cares when I got out there, I immediately knew how to do it. And I knew, you know, how high my guidelines need to be and I, or my, uh, my ridge lines and everything
0: else. I mean, yeah, but it, that's, that's exactly, you know, right though. Y- you should know the limits of most, I mean, most all of your kit, mm-hmm. preferably all of it. And I understand that due to just life, you know, constraints, time, whatever, like you're not always going to get the opportunity to go out and do a bunch of shit, you know, we could all, we could all always do more. Um, shit happens, you know, I mean, uh, for better or for worse, maybe usually for worse, like as we're, most of us are civilians. We don't have the benefit of spending our work day learning a lot of this stuff. So there's a balance there, but I think that the important point is a lot of people blow that shit off like yeah. yeah i have it and that's you know it'll be fine like it's a tent how hard could it be and we've all seen that guy you know <laughs> like that struggles putting together a, what many would consider to be a standard tent i am that guy you know what i mean like it it, it fucking happens or the guy that doesn't know how to clear a, a malfunction in a rifle you know or or whatever you know the yeah. guy doesn't know how to fucking fix his gear, so he stops hot micing uh, because his elastic cummerbund is pressing down the you know the button on his fucking baofang because he you know never tested his shit
1: yep and that that's exactly it too and i mean we've we've had guys that they've consistently just chosen to to sleep in their vehicles if we're camped out by the vehicles and then when it gets time to actually set up a shelter they don't know how theirs is going to work in inclement weather and things like that and that is that is one of the one of the best things that I learned from the military is like when you get your gear issued to you, you check it because in this instance, it's because you don't know how the last fucker that turned that piece of equipment in, uh, you know, what condition it was in. Right. And so We'll get guys that get issued tents and they'll pull it out and it's all just broken or they'll pull out their tarp and there's holes in it and all that stuff. Um, but it's, it translates over to the civilian side where it's like, okay, if you have this new piece of equipment, go out there and use it. And if you, the, the best time to to use this stuff and to test shelter equipment and, you know, food, um, you know, methods of, of making food and stuff like that, whatever it is, the best time to do that is on the weekend trips where you're close to vehicles or if you're within a couple miles from your vehicles at the minimum or at least a half a day's walk. So that mm-hmm. way, if you get to the point where you are like, look i can't eat anything my shelter system's broken i don't want to die i'm gonna go back to the vehicle you can throw the towel in and yeah exactly until it's the time where you're like okay this is real life now and we need to actually do this and you're like oh shit i've never done this before hey this sucks
0: well and, and and maintain it you know like okay cool you own a tent when's the last time you used it well i mean we, it hasn't moved i assume it's fine like well I mean, mice happen, right? You know, there hasn't been something that turned the inside of your tent bag into a nest.
1: You, I mean, even like, after you use it, just put it out in the sun when you're done with it. That's what I always tell my Marines is like: if it rains over, or even if there's dew or anything, I tell them all: I'm like, look, when you get home, take your tarps and take your tents and lay it outside.
0: Uh, that that let, that'd be
1: let the sun clean well. it off.
0: That like that musty, nasty. Well, and then just the mold and shit that can grow in there too. If it's all put, if it's packed away moist and everything dude i've gotten in, in a two-man tent and it smelled like a uti and i was like all right i'm putting this <laughs> stuff in the fucking sun when i'm, I'm done, done with it, <laughs> it smell like a uti uh that's that is a that's a vivid description fuck as soon as
1: i got in there i was like i this is how i imagine it would smell
0: yeah i mean moisture is your enemy uh just like with your and that's a that's another thing that people fucking don't i i don't I don't think enough people talk about either is like quality footwear and how to take care of your feet. And I know it's like, you know, that, that movie we were soldiers has like a whole scene where they Mm kind of get that right and everything. But like, and I'm not saying you have to go out and buy like huge boots or, or, or anything crazy like that, but like at the very, very bare minimum buy quality footwear, the number of dudes that like just fucking run around rocking fucking, uh, you know Converse All Stars because that's what they saw their favorite seal or ranger or whatever running on the flat range. It's like, dude, that shit is bad for your feet. Man. <laughs> like that is that is the the antithesis of arch support. Like whatever your your preferred brand is, Keens, merrell's Solomon's, yeah, they're all good. You know, like I probably won't own another pair of merrell's just because mine, uh, I got holes. You know, you know when you like you go, you squat down, right, and you got that that point where you bend at your toes mm-hmm. and all your foot. The sides of both of mine like wore out there, and I got holes. That's it. So I'm like, they were super fucking comfortable. That's the thing; like, they were super comfortable, but they wore out in like <clears throat> seven months, eight months.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I've been wearing uh, Altamas. Which are I get it like a glorified Converse All Star, but they do have a lot more support to them. That's what no wears like my day to day. yeah,
1: I wear the Altama uh, Maritimes with a uh, Superfeet black and sole because I I want to have very minimal footwear, but like I'm training my feet to be able to handle more minimal because mm-hmm. I've torn up my feet with improperly improper footwear my whole life.
0: Well, and and those ones they they have like that those that hinge point is like elastic so it's yeah. a drainage point because mm-hmm. they're maritime shoes but um it won't wear out there from being bent over and over and over again and i just and they, and they look i mean they they blend in you know if you're into the whole gray man thing which is another like completely bastardized concept that's way way over promoted by people that don't really know what they're talking about yeah. in my this is my opinion no i, I agree with you uh, but they look like black converse all stars like you can wear that with a whole lot of shit and you know, you're not going to stick out, but you know it, that, or, I mean, or if you want to get, you know, you want to get some Oakley boots, I've heard the Nike ones are actually really, really comfortable. Um, I've heard the Armour ones kind of suck. I have a pair of Reebok boots that I didn't even realize that Reebok made tactical boots. So I just bought them on a whim and they were actually pretty fucking comfortable. Um, those paired with, uh, a really good, like with a good pair of like Marina wool socks. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm good for the whole day. it
1: it was funny when uh, we were so a couple years ago I think it was like around September 2020 um, me and a handful of friends we went out to where we normally go out and train and we had set up kind of a longer movement that we were going to do and it ended up turning into uh, it took us 14 hours to go 12 miles we went through like 3 swamps it was pretty bad um and you know the, did you
0: pre-scout that like did you know those swamps were there and it was going to nope, suck or oh, no nope. it was, accidentally it was it?
1: no yeah it was we had point a that we were going to be at that was a camp area we were we were able to stage our vehicles and then we had a, camp, a point b to where we knew that there was activity of like actual people going on and what our plan was was that we were going to hike throughout the day it was going to maybe take us five six hours to get there we were going to get there shortly before sunset set up an observation point, look into the low, you know, watch in the low light and then uh and you know end up using night vision and stuff and then hike back just using the roads at night because you know it's it's fine. Um mm-hmm. and it turned into we got there at like 9 p.m and we were like all right well we still need to complete the objective and then we still need to walk back and it was it was fucking terrible. But my one friend that was there that uh he was talking about this the last time that we went on a trip where he was saying that like his, his gear at the time was all modeled after when he would just watch like T-Rex arms videos oh, and no. the mission set for like the stuff in the T-Rex arms videos is completely different than what we were doing. So your gear setup when you don't know the why behind the, what is going to be terrible. So like we went and like I said, it was September um, and he had Solomon's that he, we like, when we were going through one of the swamps, his his Solomon's got like, they came off of his feet like two or three times. We had to reach into the hole, like the gaping mud hole to pull these shoes out. It was terrible. Like we had to stop a couple times because his his boot was like off and uh, he had like a Haley flat pack as his day pack and then on the way back, um, because it was so dark, it was raining and it was like one in the morning when we were on our way back, we were like, it was fucked too, because we didn't have the, we didn't, all we had was satellite maps. And with the satellite maps, you can't always tell where all the trails are. So if you're like, okay, we have three more trails to hit before we got to take a left. It it might only be one or two. So at a certain point we didn't know where the hell we were. We ended up figuring it out. But at one point we were like, okay, what kind of gear do we have? If we need to spend the night here and then come back in the morning can we do it? Cause we're all tired. We've all been hiking all day. We've all been just burning a fuck ton of calories and a trip that we thought was going to be super short. And then uh, ultimately end story, we ended up getting back to our campsite around two or three in the morning, slept for a couple hours. And then we just, we didn't even shoot the next morning. We just went into town, got breakfast and went our
0: separate ways. Hey, it's been cool guys. Uh,
1: I'm out, dude. We, uh, we all just like went into this diner into town and uh when we walked in we saw like one girl behind the counter pouring a glass of chocolate milk and we were all like oh that looks good and we all sat down <laughs> and we all got like coffee water chocolate milk we all got giant breakfast and we all just took turns going to the bathroom i felt better for them
0: <laughs> but but I mean, yeah i mean it's a perfect that's example pre- that's the pre-planning stuff that you, you know you, sh- you should do like we went up uh like atlanta michigan like northern northern michigan And my buddy, Sam, like he found, I forget what website, Like he he pre-scouted the area. He got uh, like four giant maps made that we could like sit on the table and they were like laminated and stuff and sit there. Mm -hmm. And like, he kind of tried to teach us how to use like a map protractor and everything. And then prior to the trip, I was able to print out uh, at a smaller, like a smaller snippet. You know, I took one of the, wherever we decided we were going, that that one map and printed out four separate smaller ones that I could put in like a page protector and then like fold up and and mm-hmm. shove in my uh, my chest rig and like we knew we're like all right we're gonna start here this is where we're gonna park the truck um, I really you know because my my one buddy his family has a cabin up there and he deer hunts up there and he's like you know I I've had three or four years where I you know I get a deer somewhere around here and they always go into this swamp over here and I don't know enough about it to really you know go after it you know if it just dies in there then it just dies in there and somebody else gets it <laughs> if he dies he dies yeah <laughs> so that's, like that's my pop culture movie reference for you there you go rocky three i love it Drago. <laughs> um but it's so we we went through we navigated around the swamp got pretty close like he took his two huskies out you know uh with him and everything and that was that was kind of interesting they're actually pretty well behaved um but you know navigated. Through that way, I think we went like seven kilometers, navigating across that entire swamp or, or around it, um, to get to the next parking area. And then we took the road coming back, just because it was like, you know, we had spent the whole morning the whole morning trying to turkey hunt that didn't go very well. So we spent like five hours in the afternoon doing that shit, and it was just like, all right, we're done. We're totally smoked. The dogs are not not. Well, actually, the dogs were fine. Uh, truth be told, <laughs> um, yeah. Cause when we got back to the cabin uh, and they're pretty well trained, but the one took off like by the cabins where you can't shoot the wildlife knows you can't shoot. So there was like six does just hanging out. And the, the one dog took off after him. So my buddy had to like jump in his truck and take off down the road and go get the dog and everything. It was a whole fucking huge ordeal. <laughs> yeah. But that's, like, that's. What, what do your
2: the... Yeah.
0: And so now like when
1: we do bigger trips like this trip that we did last time. Cause we had a lot of moving parts and we had a lot of people come up. Um, Me and uh, one other guy, we we ended up meeting up there a couple weekends prior and we did some recon of the area. Cause it was in the same general region that we were when we did that really long trip we were like, all right. So we kind of went in the middle of the wooded area um, that like the ground team was going to be maneuvering through. And we just kind of walked around a bit to make sure there was no fucking swamps if there was, we were still going to stay there, but we were just going to have to take that into consideration. Work around it. Because obviously that's going to affect your pace. And when you start having, uh, because I'm not sure if I mentioned it or not, but we were doing like all vehicle based stuff, like drop off and, you know, pick up inflex fill, moving supplies, things like that. So once you start having timelines and rendezvous and like, hey, be at this point by this time, this is your fucking time hack. Mm hmm you just got to take that into consideration if you're moving through a swamp. So
0: yeah, I mean, stay on schedule, try to help determine a pace when you can and can't stop. I mean, it's all, it's all stuff that kind of plays together. And this is this, Mm -hmm. I I really think is the kind of, I mean, technically probably does this, would you say that this falls under small unit tactics?
1: A lot of it is. Yeah. When, when you like the surface level, small unit tactics are, when you're talking about reactions to contact um when you're talking about uh single envelopment or you know flanking the enemy or things like that that's mm-hmm. like the surface level small unit tactics but then the actual planning portion of it is still technically small unit tactics cuz you're if you're working with a small unit um like a squad size you know 13 guys or less that's what I would consider to be a small unit even like 20 guys or less right? Um, so you know, the, the whole thing that goes into it and how you're going to actually take your pieces on your board and maneuver them and how you're going to work the whole battle space. And that's kind of the, the stuff that a lot of people don't focus on because once again, it's not, it's not sexy. Like you said, to, uh, to stand over a map and be like, okay, this is going to be where, where this team infills at this time. And then they're going to get picked up at this time and going through all that and doing rehearsals or anything. Um, but you know it's 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 something too that i've noticed that you start to attract higher caliber guys when you start having a little bit more of a professional method of your trips if everyone just kind of shows up with their fingers up their asshole and you're like what are we doing you're like i don't know let's figure it out the the guys that are more serious aren't going to want to stick around but if you're like yeah this is the plan is they're like okay
0: when you you have guys like that that you know, that's that element that you attract is guys that have no planning, no idea what's going on, at least in my experiences, and and this is an a wide like range of things. It could be, it could be music, it could be, you know, a party or planet or something. I mean, it could be a lot of things. Nobody is taking charge and directing what's gonna happen. And if there is, it's usually not going to be a very good fucking time. You know, somebody's gonna be <laughs> dropping the ball on something fairly critical somewhere. So, yeah, I mean, to your point, yeah, if you do the right things, it's going to be a better experience. A, people are going to want to come back, but then B, the people that, you know, whether they see your content or their buddies tell them about it and they're more squared away than their buddy or something, then they show up and, um I don't really know how you handle it. I mean, like, do you like swap people out? Like, Hey man, thanks for bringing Mark along. He's fucking awesome. And he used to be a fucking Ranger. You can leave now though. Like, thanks for just <laughs> Mark. Uh, it's been a slice of heaven, uh, but we'll see you later.
1: No, usually. Um, Cause I think other think things
0: that's kind of, that'd be kind of shitty. Honestly, it, It'd
1: be funny. I mean, there's times where we're like, what, one of the things that, that a lot of guys need to realize too, is that this isn't, this isn't a military operation. You don't have a rank structure. You don't have that rigidity that you need for a functional military. And at the end of the day, guys are taking time out of their personal lives to go out and have fun. Mm -hmm. That's so, so you got to take that into consideration. You got to find that kind of middle ground between like the, yep, this is planned and this is organized to, Hey, we're just dudes out here coming out to, to better ourselves. But, um, kind of in regards to your question, like with, with that, there's there's, every time that somebody brings along a friend or another guy comes along that I meet online or, or through somebody else or whatever, um, it's kind of expected that you're going to be able to maintain the pace and you're, it sucks because you're trying to maintain a pace with, you know, me and a handful of other guys that have been doing this together consistently since, you know, 2019. So three years now of us consistently going out and doing things, and and you know, doing twelve mile movements and and spending a whole day creating a, you know, fake shoot house so we can we can shoot at targets and shit. You know what I mean? Like all this yeah. stupid shit that we'll we'll try to figure out how to do, and you know, force on force that we'll try to do by taking the bolts out of our rifles and screaming bang at each other, and you know, all that all that little like <laughs> yeah, funny shit. all
2: that shit yeah.
1: But once you, when you start to kind of like have a subliminal group think guys usually either get on board or they willingly leave.
0: Yeah. I mean, and that's, yeah, I, I, I think that's a, a her, to some extent, I think that's a herd mentality. And in most cases, that concept isn't great, but I think in this regard, it's probably what you want. It is. Because it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you're not surrounded by guys that want to be there for the reasons that you're there, at least to some extent, you know, uh, it's going to be, it's just not going to be what you want it to be.
1: Yeah. And and let's say that there's nine of you total and you have one or two guys that are consistently like, I just want to show up and drink beers around the fire and occasionally shoot. And everybody else is like, Hey, we're waking up at this time. Cause we need to get started on the day. Cause we need to pack in all this shit and mm-hmm. you know, in a way that flows properly and all this stuff. And you know, we spent hours of our own free time before this planning it and getting everything together. And I brought all this equipment for us to use and, you know, we need to test out drones and ATAC and we need to test out this stuff and that stuff and you know, all this equipment that we have to to make ourselves more combat effective and and you know, all that. And then if you still have those one or two guys that kind of just want to hang out, it's like, all right, well, you stay here, we're gonna go out and do stuff. And and there's also the kind of like if some guy who just consistently decides that he's gonna buy more rifles he doesn't need instead of investing in like night vision. Well, don't invite him out to a trip or two because you're doing everything at night, and he has no use to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah, he can't,
0: he can't contribute in a
1: meaningful exactly. way. There's there's small things that you can do to kind of get guys to follow along because mm-hmm. there's there's certain things that whether they know it or not, it is beneficial. I would I would say that for anybody, it's beneficial to have, you know, maybe one or you know one or two rifles, and then have night vision and stuff before you start getting that third and fourth and fifth and so well, on.
0: Yeah. And then maybe even just having that conversation as part of it too. You know, I would almost argue that there's more learning that happens the in the before and after than during the actual exercise or, or whatever. Right. Yeah. Just because I feel like if, and maybe it's just me, at least with me, I can say, you know, if I understand why you're doing something or what the goal is, what the objective is uh, and, and, more of the detail around it like it starts to make a lot more sense and yeah. then it's like you know i really wanted this 416 but i'm not gonna spend the money on that and instead i'll go buy a pbs 14
1: yeah i'll you tell know, you like, what right now if anybody is listening to this i'll trade you two rifles right now for a 416 i'm not even joking <laughs> i want one
0: you're you probably have to throw some cash on top of that too i got two some pretty vaccine. nice rifles I've seen the 416 uppers on like uh, brown L's, I think, uh, for like four or five grand. Like they're pretty, it's pretty stupid.
1: I'll trade you one rifle and one upper for one 416 upper. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't even need the
0: lower. I'll just throw it on I'll throw on what I got.
1: Well, that's the shitty thing about the 416s that they don't have the folding stock. It's a piston driven gun without a folding stock. Or you get a law folder. Yeah, but that's like, that's so many extra steps, dude. A, A, AK is vindicated yet again.
0: <laughs> <sighs> or an MCX, except for the fact that in the, yeah, the 416
1: it, is better than the MCX.
0: Well, I mean, yeah. But aside from the folding stock. In the continental United States, if you're running around with an AK, the general populace, you're the bad guy. Maybe I am. Ever, everyone's seen... Well, maybe I am. <laughs> everyone's... I mean, people have seen movies and shit. Everyone's seen, like, like you know, the uh, the Heat, right? Or uh, the beginning of that movie of uh, the Colin Farrell SWAT movie and stuff. Like, the, the dude running around in black body armor looking like a mall ninja with a fucking Chinese AK with, you know, Chinese drum mags and stuff. That's the bad guy. Doesn't matter if he's a good guy. That's the bad guy. Mine's an American AK, so... I'm <laughs> sure well, they're probably gonna know that when they see it. So probably they'll probably get
1: you real far. Yeah, I'm sure. No, I mean if if, if you want to start counting numbers, the AKs have technically, I guess, oh. killed more communists and ISIS. <laughs> I'm just no. kidding. My, my I have my main rifles are ARs. My AK is just kind of like a fun backup thing on the side.
0: But I mean in in, in all serious no, i I mean that's one of the things I do tell people to consider when they're like, oh, I was about buying a rifle, you know, and maybe they have a little bit of money, right? And they're like, oh, I thought about a scar or my buddy's got an AK. He said I should buy an AK because the 7.6.2 round. And it's like, I mean, and that's a valid point. You know, 7.6.2 is a good round. It's, it performs well. You get it all over the fucking place. Um, but something that, you know, T-Rex Arms pointed out a while ago that, I, and several years ago, actually, that I, I didn't really think about it didn't really like click you know there's like people ak equal bad guy that's that's one of the things that the media has done to inundate people is that as the general populace sees it you are a bad guy from around in an ak and that's one of the reasons why you should you know have deeper considerations with you know your armor and stuff like that or your i should say your plate carrier and your gear than just i like black or multi-cam black or like what is it like the paint splatter the base side yeah, for i forgot about that that everyone freaks out over like the gucci you know stuff like the knockoff gucci material that people have custom shit made out and it's yeah. like maybe just go with like some nice clean ranger green or some m81 or multi-cam or whatever like maybe like marpat isn't you know the best choice i mean i don't you maybe, can't really I mean, get gear in marpat but
1: yeah i don't know i use i use mostly coyote brown stuff but i
0: got Katie Brown, Ranger Green, Multicam, Multicam Black. So you can get gear in whatever color you want and whatever camouflage you want if you have enough money. Yeah.
1: Um, and to kind of the the point with the AK, So, um, like I said, I, I recorded a video. I still need to edit it, um, but it's comparing kind of the AK and the AR on a bunch of different platforms because obviously I'm the first person to ever do this, right? But uh, <laughs> um, kind of I, I started it off and I was like, look, if you have an if a- if you want to get an AR, you're good. If you want to get an AK, have an AR at home. Because not necessarily because of of the AR being better or the AK being better, but just because it's the US, everybody has an AR. If you need a backup, yeah. you know, you can find 556 five, <clears throat> or 223 anywhere. If you go to the range with anybody, it's like you can share mags and parts and you can find spare parts anywhere and because everybody's running it, the logistics just line up. You know, so if well, you want to run an AK as the main, at least have your rifle in, in the corner. Yeah. Able give it a run. Or, yeah. Yeah. Have, have, have an AR as a backup.
0: Yeah. And, you know, and people are going to be able to help you with stuff, these like ammo mags tools, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I, there's probably some tools you need for an AR that you don't need for an AK and vice versa and, and shit like that. And well, uh, with an AK, <laughs> everything is
1: either riveted in place or pressed in place. So if something generally you're, you're, Your AK is going to be a little bit more durable, but when you start to have issues because it was poorly built and some of the rivets started walking out or the trunnion or the barrel started walking out, your head spacing is fucked. Unless you have a 12-ton press or you can rivet the parts back in, you can't fix it. With an AR, if your gas block walks off, you just push it back into place and tighten it up better yeah or there's you there's know some if you need to it or whatever it, yeah exactly whatever there's nothing that you can't do with an AR after watching a YouTube video and having a couple fucking wrenches and a 330 seconds punch
0: <laughs> yeah I mean you may not enjoy it you may not love it you know it may take you a little while but yeah I mean it's it's a fairly easy platform to yeah. to work on I think and you know and, and even to that point right replacement parts you're it's a lot easier to find quality replacement ar parts than it is to find quality replacement ak parts
1: yep to be fair though with that <laughs> the ak the good thing about the ak is that there's not any like really small tiny parts so like when you're building your ar lowers and you have the detents and the springs that shoot yeah. all over your house yeah, and yeah those you are have confused. like <laughs> even even in the military like i've been in multiple instances where guys have been cleaning their rifles and they've lost the firing pin retaining pin of their bullet carrier group your rifle doesn't work anymore because of that little that tiny one pin. little fucking pin. Yep. The AK doesn't have they, that stuff. So they there's, there's pros and cons and they
0: bend the shit out of it.
1: Yeah. Usually it's, Hey, I lost it in the grass <laughs> and it's like, well, I'm not finding it. I'm not even going to look for it. You're fucked. Um, <laughs> but another, the, the one thing with that is like, there's pros and cons to both. And if one was objectively better, everybody in the world would use it.
0: Yeah. And, and there just really isn't, you know I mean? Like you got, FALS that are all over the place. You got yeah, your AKs and your AR variants, yeah. you got you know, Uzi. I mean, there, I mean everything. There's just there's there's all kinds of options around and it really is, it's geographically dependent just on ease of access. I mean, I would say yeah. that you know, AKs are the world over outside the continental US, the recognized weapon platform, but you know, unless you're listening to this, and we we have you know, we have people that listen to other countries and shout out to all you folks uh <laughs> you know so uh unless you're in the uk in which case you don't have any of these firearms and i'm uh, i'll pour i'll pour some i'm drinking some scotch i'll pour some out for you and you're oh you're i thought you
1: were gonna say noise. you're gonna put you're gonna pour some acid on their face
0: uh, oh, God, oh that was <laughs> the thing
1: there wasn't it i remember that was a couple of years ago yeah all the acid attacks going on in the london Good thing yeah. they banned firearms, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. The the knife and truck attacks and stuff in Europe. Yeah, because firearms are the problem. The uh, uh, the I, I, butter I knife amnesty box. <laughs> <laughs> I've I have seen that shit, th- those memes and everything. And I think I saw one when I was in London uh several years ago. And <clears throat> dude, it's just it's wild. Like the cops all walk around, the cops don't have guns. Yeah. I'm like, what are you gonna fight people with? Harsh language? Like I, I will
1: I will say that the majority and mind you, this is coming from a place where I'm not law enforcement. I have friends that are and friends that were and stuff, but the majority of cops generally don't need to use their guns. And most of the instances they find themselves in, they can talk their way out of. But at the end of the day, like if some dude's coming at you with a knife, like put him into the fucking ground, like don't even 100%. don't try to counter it. It's it's like, it's like, a, I don't know. You'll always see like videos of, um, like foreign cops that don't 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 carry guns and they'll do like some crazy martial art shit to like disarm people. And then there'll always be comments. It'll be like, haha If this was America, they would have been shot already. And like all this stuff. And it's like, well, I don't know.
0: Yeah. It's uh, yeah. Those conversations always, they're never as deep as they need to be. And when they are they're they're too deep, you know, they're it's never
1: like- really productive either. Like, cause it's, no. it's one of the things like this is, this is one thing that um kinda I ran into pretty heavily was that um so like for for me and my page and podcast and stuff, we have like a Discord and a telegram and all this other shit. And um it usually in the telegram at least just turns into like a big ass fight about religion sometimes. And so <laughs> me and, and one of the other guys that's uh kind of in the same circle we we were like okay we always get attacked for what you know our belief is and stuff so we're gonna make a podcast and we ended up making two on it just laying out look this is what it really is it's not it's not anything that you you claim it is and um i would get like these these people that would be in my dms like trying to like convert me over and i'm like look to what uh so i'm catholic and a lot of them were like protestant like other christians and they would try to convert me and um they'd like try to tell me why i was wrong and i'm like okay obviously you think that you're right and i think i'm right and this isn't going to go anywhere and i don't
0: i mean i don't know one, Do one you, of us discussions on politics and religion they never fucking end well whether it's at work discord family gatherings it doesn't do it, ne- it does not <laughs> matter unless you're in a room full of people who feel the exact same way about you it never goes well
1: either that or if people are <laughs> and in the majority of people aren't um as level-headed as they think that they are and everybody has that thing where or when you say it you're you know everybody has that thing where you can you can hit them right in that that kind of like pressure point and it aggravates them and they're just gonna become like emotionally driven and, and go crazy and no matter so, what you say they're you know, gonna, I've yeah. had I, they're, they're just gonna get worse and worse and I've had a lot of conversation with guys on on politics and religion and all the other kind of you know things that you, that people like to dance around and I've actually gotten something out of it and it's always you know either I find out I was wrong and I changed my ways or they find out they're wrong or they change their ways or at the end of it we just have a different perspective on things and we both go back
0: with which is reinforced totally beliefs on what we
1: have. Yeah. But the, totally the, the key the key like ingredient to that coming out is like both guys need to be able to be level headed. And that's one thing that like we've talked about too, is like, you know, when you're looking for guys to to join a group or whatever, you don't need everybody to have the exact same beliefs. You just need to have people that have compatible enough beliefs to where you can have the same sort of uh like morality and and baseline kind of foundational beliefs. And for everything that you disagree with, it's kind of one of those things where you got to be able to talk about it around a fireplace and and disagree with it and then end up going to sleep kind of by each other with loaded rifles in the middle of the woods and and be fine with it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, and I mean, I think to some extent you want some level of disagreement. Like I don't, I don't think with anything you want to be surrounded entirely by people that have the exact same way of thinking and the exact same, uh, you know, belief structure that you. I mean, y- you want people around you that are going to maybe, you know, to some extent, question why you're doing things and to challenge you, not necessarily in a negative way, but, hey, man, have you ever thought about it this way? Like that's yes. the kind of interaction you should, you should invite. I, I would think, right? If you're truly 100%. here to, to get better at this, that's. That's the kind of people you want around you. Like you said, with enough in common to be productive, but also enough difference of opinion and a difference of point of view to be innovative and creative.
1: Yeah. I mean, even in the military, like I'm I'm in a leadership position for, you know, a decent amount of guys and and we'll have brand new guys that'll come in and they can still bring a, a fresh perspective to things. And they might just ask a simple question out of pure curiosity, oh, why do we do this? And you have to stop and think and you're like, you know what? That is a good question. Why do we do this? This is stupid. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're doing strange. it different. You know? So yeah. it's it's it, there's there's a thing where a lot of people kind of get in that like uh like that mentality of like, oh I know what I'm doing. I've been doing this long enough or I've studied this X amount of time or whatever. And they they just kind of go back and and start from the top of the list and work their way down on all their points. And then when they get to the bottom, they get back to the top and they just start rattling off this list on repeat instead of actually conversing and and having these conversations that, you know, are either going to show you that, Hey, maybe, maybe I was wrong about this or it's going to help reinforce your beliefs.
0: Yeah. And then that's where things start to get, I don't want to say dangerous, but like you, you really start to lose your productivity and you start to, uh, I mean, you're just you're not gonna you're not gonna reach your goals at the fullest extent you could when you're 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 holding yourself back purely out of. Uh, I, I mean, you just you you're basically it's a refusal to want to learn something different, mm-hmm. or to acknowledge that there's a better way or even just a different way. Uh, not and that's not to say that what you're doing is wrong. I mean, like I know uh, like the guys from uh, Orion Training Group. You know, they do a lot of CQB stuff and they're very into, uh, you know, teaching civilians and at a at a baser level, uh, not to discount what they're teaching. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that it, it fundamentals, they teach fundamental concepts, which we all know, once you get past the fundamental skill sets, nuance and context drives everything. Mm-hmm. And yet these guys get fucking they get assholes in their comment sections all the time. Like, why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? <laughs> like, dude, it's a video of him demonstrating how to negotiate a threshold with some cones and some dowel rods.
2: Like,
1: yeah. Why the don't other thing too, is like, chill out. What, what's the intended audience? The intended audience is people that are new to this or don't do this regularly or don't get paid to do this regularly. So you're going to have to approach things differently. If, if I'm going to go into a radio class for guys that have, bought a baofang and shoved it in their cummerbund and never turned it on it's going to be a lot different than guys that have Mm. you know done 600 mile hf shots and know the intricacies of wave uh or antenna theory or whatever you know so it's it's all like what your intended audience is and how to negotiate sort of having that level of simplicity and building on it and then tying it all back together
0: which i will say just because you brought that back up, if there are people listening to this that are wondering, why do I really need or why should I really take the ham radio test or the ham radio license? like
1: Because you fell for it. You read online that you needed well, to do it. You did
0: I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, like, if it, nothing else, if you're looking for something to, to push you in the right direction to learn this stuff, if you're somebody who's a structured learner these online courses or textbooks will give you some structure to push you towards like learning that stuff and get you started on doing shit yourself preferably. And I'll like, this is honestly the, the guys, if I like was like, if we knew each other when I was getting mine, cause I've had my license for like almost two years, but like have a friend that knows how to do this, learn from them, like take the test. If you want to, um, I think you should, you know, I, you know, whatever. If you don't want to, don't. It's all good. But know what you're doing. Don't just like plug in random frequencies and start making call outs and, until you hit something. That's like, what I do. Have like a little bit of. You're a fucking liar. There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, have some idea as to what you're doing. And if you're trying to connect with a, a local repeater, you know, do you use repeaterbook.com? Do you know like what your repeater stations are near you or the local frequencies near you or. You know, any just like a vague, you know, like understanding of of HF and and UHF and, you know, like don't don't just half ass it like you're going to do this stuff like you can potentially do more damage, I would say, by fucking around with the radio, like in, in a contextual situation. Right. Mm-hmm. Where it, it made a difference. You could actually hurt your your team situation more by just fucking around, trying to be effective, not knowing what you're doing, uh, than not having a radio at all
1: yeah i would agree and the other thing too is like there's nothing wrong with doing things the legal way like in this case like hey i'm licensed to be on this freak i can do it versus <laughs> hey i'm not licensed and i'm not supposed to be doing it and um you know also at the end of the day the test is what 30 bucks
0: 25 or 30 it's super cheap yeah and it's like
1: 30 bucks questions. and it's like a networking thing you meet guys that know what the fuck they're doing because you need to retake yeah. the the test every couple of years, so you'll have some guys that have been doing it for like years and years.
0: You actually don't.
1: Oh, you don't? I thought that you did. I thought that it was good for like nine or ten years.
0: No, it's it's good for ten years, and then you have a two year you have like two years to renew your license, and you don't have to retake the test. Oh,
2: huh. yeah. I guess now, if I took the it, test,
1: I
0: would know this. If you let it, yeah. <laughs> if you if you, you know if you let it lapse, then you do have to. If so, if you go twelve years and don't your money whatever um which i don't see why you wouldn't just renew it for like it's not the full 30 because i think i think it's like 10 bucks um i think the 30 bucks includes like the fee plus like what it costs for the club that hosts it or whatever to to put the test on um but at any rate and the pizza I for lunch do <clears throat> i even get pizza wow. was it a senior center and everything they've got that shit. i think i got like a cup of water um you know it, it you go 12 years and you have to retake the test, but it's stupid easy. Like you get it, just pay to renew it, you know, fuck around, like find a group of guys and and work through some shit. And if nobody there knows enough about radios, like then maybe you guys need to find somebody in the fucking area that does and like pull them in, whether they're firearms oriented or not. You clearly, you need some help because comms is something you really, I think anyways, Yeah, I'm sure you probably agree with that. You really need to pay attention to. Well,
1: yeah. And I'm, I'm a little bit biased cause that's my, my trade, um, on the military side of things. But right now, I mean, I go to ranges and we talk to, uh, indirect fire and air and are able to do a lot more damage with a radio than, you know, the magazines yeah. that are shoved in our packs.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, and that the same can be true in a, in a team environment. You know, I know we as civilians don't have air assets, but I mean, no, but you can communicate to another group of people that come in from a different direction. Like,
1: yeah, that's, that's exactly, that's exactly it. And the, the communication is everything. And, and, you know, everybody will always talk, shoot, move, communicate, but then they're, they're, uh, somehow think it always of it like,
0: like, being shooting and moving. Well, yeah, it's
1: like a three-legged stool, right? You can't have one that's super short. Um, yeah, your communication needs to be there. You always constantly need to be updating and, you need to be giving yourself reasons to go out and do this stuff. One thing that a lot of guys that uh, are kind of in, in my circles, like in the Telegram and Discord and stuff, they'll talk about how they would go out and they would actually go like legitimate bird watching. It's kind of like a cover term now, but they would go out and go bird watching and they would just sit in a park and then they would find, I don't know shit about birds. They'd find whatever the fuck, a warbler, bird, whatever the hell's. And they would do yeah. like, like fake salute reports on a right and a rain forum. And that way they're they're going out and they're doing something they enjoy. They do something that's non-kinetic, non-threatening, completely legal. You don't need to worry about anything. You know, even if you're concealed carrying like in a park, it doesn't matter. Um, it's different than going out in full kit with a rifle and ruck and everything. Right. And then they're still getting in those reps and and practicing
0: observation techniques and and things like that. I would almost say that maybe there's some value in doing something like that, like going to like a farmer's market and like reconning it or whatever, you know, concealed carrying and and be, like testing how much information you can like retain you yeah. know, just off of vision and memory skills. And then like reconvening at a later point to like, Hey, this is, this is everything that I gathered. This is everything that, that I saw and seeing like, where your gaps were and stuff, because a lot of stuff's pre-planned out. So I think maybe in theory you could probably like get like a, an event map figured out and like you know compare what everybody, whatever information everybody brought back versus what was actually there and shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Or I mean, you could even go and and sit somewhere and watch uh, a road that's not too busy to overload yourself and mm-hmm. and just just take account and a tally of cars. In different make and model and in, in rough year and then you know figure out if they're going north to south or south to north or whatever it is and if you see you know one one truck that looks the same that's going north to south and 30 minutes later it goes south to north you can kind of start putting these trends together and seeing like okay well now this this vehicle has potentially four less people that are in this side versus that side and and you can start to kind of count and get an idea of like how many opt for in this scenario are in one area versus the other. And then that's when you can start like working more into your whole thing. Cause a lot of people too, they'll talk about like the intelligence gathering, but not the intelligence processing. So <laughs> once you gather your information, what are you going to do with it? You need to, you need to do something with it. That's going to end up driving a mission.
0: Yeah. I always just wasting your time. <laughs> yeah that too mm-hmm. i bought don't all this should. shit i'm gonna go out and use it i don't hey, care unless you're unless you're unless going you, home <laughs> you just really like watching traffic in which case i mean hey man party on you, you yeah. do you but uh i mean it's not how i want to spend a saturday
1: but no dude i watch you, traffic every day on my way to and from work it sucks
0: <laughs> yeah because you're in it yeah uh, but i mean and that's like again that could be completely non-kinetic stuff like you don't even need to be out in the wilderness you know just depending on your locale and stuff to to be able to to practice some of those skills and be able to apply them at a later date where it's more impactful. I'll say, mm-hmm. uh, but, um, yeah, we're kind of coming up to it, man. It's been like, it's almost been like two hours. Yeah. It um, happens. Yeah. Like really quickly. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I mean, I, I appreciate you coming on. It's kind of funny that we, <clears throat> you know, we're, I think we're like half an hour apart from each other. It's, it's weird. Yeah, And we both run podcasts and it took us until now to, to kind of, you know eight again on one together but uh last couple months here to connect um but thanks for coming on yeah thanks for uh, having me man sick uh before you jump off do you want to like just real quick let the listeners know where they can find you on uh, social media one more time
1: And yeah um so you can either go to our podcast page which is uh the longhouse preparedness on instagram or on spotify uh, underscores between the the words on instagram or You can find me at uh, coniferous.origins. The name has no meaning. It was a meme name that came up from 14 band accounts all leading up to this. So
0: 14, Jesus Christ. Put in that work. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But no, once again, thanks for having me on. I, I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, man, I I appreciate you taking the time, and uh, I'm sure we'll do this again in the future, you know, just just, as we get into more shenanigans and whatnot. But Clearly, uh,
1: out of principle, we have to. We live this close to each other.
0: Yeah, it'd be rude not to, I think. (laughs) All right, man, I appreciate it, and uh, I'll be in touch, all right? Sounds good. All right, take care. So, uh, clearly, a bit of an unconventional uh, conversation, to say the least, but... Really, really uh, good time, you know, hanging out, talking with Tyler, uh, going through all sorts of stuff. His, you can tell just the way we talk through everything, uh, he's, comms is his thing, you know, and that's really one of the things that I've looked to him for some guidance on. I've had a lot of questions, uh, you know, hey, I have a Fang. what do I want to, you know, upgrade to? Does it make sense to go to this or this? Um, And something that that we're going to try and work together on uh, in the future. Get me a little bit more squared away with that stuff, and um, just a solid dude, very very squared away, uh, very smart guy, uh, and and seriously, if you guys aren't checking out his podcast, uh, the Longhouse Podcast, I I would recommend it. You know, I've checked out some some different episodes that they've done, and they talk about a lot of different things. They had a very in depth discussion. I remember very specifically listening to us at the gym uh, around you know some terms that people throw around a lot, which is, uh, you know, SPR and DMR designated marksman strip or designated marksman rifle and SPR special purpose rifle. And people throw those terms around interchangeably and, uh, and often they, they misuse it, you know, uh, and that's, that's one example, perhaps not even the greatest example, but you know, the people that are, that are on, with him and having those conversations are people that that have a lot of knowledge to share, and 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 are looking to have those conversations to help people like yourself, like myself, learn, grow, and at the very least, you know, share some differences of opinion that can help us all either learn something or it, it, if anything else, it's all it's always healthy to hear an opinion other than your own. I firmly believe that, and I firmly believe that we need more of that in the community. Uh, so. Again, they're on Spotify. It's the Longhouse Podcast. He's also at coniferous.origins on Instagram. Check out what he's doing there. Just some really, really solid stuff. And I I hope you guys enjoyed the discussion. I know it got a little bit weird with some of the podcast talk and things like that, but but seriously, just a great time. Uh, Tyler's an awesome guy. And I'm going to, you know, try and get him on again in the future, uh, to talk more about communications and, and, you know, we talked, there's so many things that we touched on and then we, we got done recording and we went for another half hour, just, just talking about, you know, all kinds of different things. So great to have people like that in your network. Uh, great to be able to bounce ideas off of people like that, especially, you know, if there's somebody who comes from a very different point of view, uh, you know, he's very about the, the, the unit tactics and, and really getting people to understand why it's important that they, that they know how to do those things where I, my, my focus just hasn't been there, you know, and that's something I need to work on. Having that kind of person to say, Hey man, what you're doing is great. Have you ever thought about this, 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 and this, you know, those are the kinds of people that you should seek out people that are going to push your limits and help you grow as an individual. That's, that's what it's all about. And that's, that's hopefully what you're all doing. So again, I hope that you learned something here. I hope you at the very least enjoyed the discussion Guys we are working real hard to bring more awesome guests The next two that I have lined up coming on should be pretty cool I think you're really really gonna dig it If you guys like what you're hearing here, please, please, please head over to our patreon.com Forward slash prepared underscore mindset underscore pod Go ahead subscribe Uh, You know, it's a buck three bucks five bucks a month. It's you know not a ton uh but every little bit does go towards helping uh you know offset the cost to us as we do this each month uh what it costs to you know stream the service and and use some of the recording uh services and things like that that we do uh that bring this these episodes to you guys every week so uh if you're not already a patron I you know implore you to consider signing up uh but that's it uh, I think this podcast is getting over the 2 hour mark which is Uh, on the longer side for us, certainly. So with with that, I am going to bid you all uh, farewell until next week. And until we meet next time, get out there, work hard, train smarter. And like we always say here, be prepared.